this episode of the Maroon Weekly. It is week five, episode 39. As always, I'm Isaac Krakoka. I'm Ron Balasubramanian. And we have a lot of interesting stories for you this week, and I'll start it off by talking about the African Caribbean Student Association's 15th anniversary cultural show that was held in the Logan Center this past Saturday. Uh, This was the first time the show was held at the Logan Center Performance Hall, uh, which is a large venue that was packed for the whole event. The theme for this show was gold, which their co-president said was meant to be timeless and big enough to encompass what this year meant for them. She revealed that planning the show was a year-long process, a time commitment that was reflected in the impressive array of performances. Such performances range from fashion shows to storytelling and piano ballads to energetic dance performances. The African Caribbean Student Association's 15th anniversary cultural show was triumphant in showing many different elements of African culture. One of the main things board members hoped the audience would take away is how diverse Africa and the Caribbean are, and how different their cultures are. They also hoped to emphasize the community aspect of the African Caribbean Student Association. The diversity of African culture and the diversity within the student association itself were highlighted in the show. Another cultural student association held a demonstration on campus. Following the Easter Sunday terrorist attacks in Sri Lanka, the South Asian Student Association at the University of Chicago held a vigil on the main quad on Thursday. So for those of us that don't know, where did these attacks occur and what was the damage like? So the attacks occurred in Colombo, Sri Lanka's commercial capital, and in Batakaloa, a city in eastern Sri Lanka. The attacks claimed at least 250 lives and injured many more. Who's claiming responsibility for the terrorist attack? On Tuesday, ISIS claimed responsibility for the act. There was another protest on campus this week as activists from UChicago's chapter of If Not Now staged a protest in an on-campus sit-in on late Tuesday afternoon, demanding that UChicago Hillel stop taking UChicago students on sponsored trips to Israel through Birthright, an organization that offers free trips to Israel for young Jews. The If Not Now organizers allege that Birthright does not provide a balanced perspective on the issue of Israel and Palestine. So why did If Not Now form? They formed in 2014 to advocate an end to what they termed the occupation, which they define as military rule over Palestinians in the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza, according to their website. The UChicago chapter of If Not Now was established last academic year. The birthright protest, which was held during the Jewish holiday of Passover and was attended by about 20 students, began on the quad before proceeding to the lawn of the Johanna and Herman H. Neuberger Hillel Center, where activists sang songs, made speeches, and participated in a sit-in. And towards the end of the demonstration, the If Not Now activists camped out on the lawn for hours, setting up tents, displaying banners, partaking in a Passover meal, and screening a film. And at around 9 o'clock on Tuesday night, members of If Not Now declared that they wished to remain at the Hillel's entrance until the next morning on Wednesday. And activities within Hillel continued as normal. So has anything like this ever happened on campus before with If Not Now? Yeah, so in February, members of If Not Now, uh, UChicago staged another demonstration that culminated in the delivery of a box of letters to Hillel urging reform to birthright's curriculum. But unlike previous If Not Now demonstrations, which expressed organizations' desire for birthright trips to include Palestinian perspectives, Tuesday's demonstration called for an end to the Hillel-sponsored birthright trips altogether. In an op-ed published by the Chicago Maroon on April 12th, If Not Now stated that it is time for American Jewish institutions to cease all cooperation with birthright. In the same op-ed, If Not Now articulated the meaning of ceasing cooperation. Hillel, it is your time to end your relationship with birthright. While we're still on the topic of student organizations, student government elections are coming up on May 6th, with two different slates competing against each other. So what are the two different slates? So the two different slates are the reform slate and the care slate. The reform slate comprises second-year presidential candidate Kyle Shishkin, first-year president of student administration candidate David Liang, and first-year president of student affairs candidate 
Anya Wang. The care slate comprises third years John A. Brown, Kosia Shife, and Brittany Dorton, running for president, vice president of student affairs, and vice president of student administration, respectively. So what are their platforms? So the reform slate is running on a platform of student government reform. On the issue of safety, the reform candidates want to focus on improving campus security and the university's emergency alert system, along with bettering communication between UCPD and the student body. On the issue of mental health, candidates want to increase allocation of funds to mental health initiatives. In regards to student government, the reform slates wish to improve transparency and accountability. In regards to housing, reform candidates have expressed doubts concerning Dean Boyer's decision to make housing mandatory for the classes of 2023 and onwards, arguing that students should not feel forced to stay on campus. Candidates also want to improve communication with campus Greek life and facilitate communication between the Graduate Student Union and the University Administration. The CARE Slate platform focuses on support for students in areas ranging from campus security to mental health. On the issue of safety, CARE candidates have said that they wish to establish a communal sense of safety on campus. On the issue of mental health, CARE candidates have also advocated for increasing funding to mental health resources. CARE candidates have said that they want to increase communication between students and the administration by gathering student input prior to meetings and creating public meetings. CARE candidates want to increase regulation on Greek life and want to assist the GSU in its mission. CARE candidates have also said that they would like to assist low-income and minority students on campus through the use of emergency funds and encouraging minority students and students from underrepresented groups to take leadership positions within student government. I know you mentioned GSU earlier as part of the care reform slate, and currently at UChicago and across the city of Chicago, graduate student unions at private universities are intensifying their efforts to negotiate with administers, even as President Trump's appointees to the National Labor Regulations Board, NLRB, makes them wary of formally petitioning for recognition. So what are they doing at the University of Chicago right now? At UChicago, the GSU members frequently attend work actions in solidarity with graduate students across the city. The University of Chicago GSU told the Maroon in a statement that things may be heating up as members grow increasingly frustrated with each additional day that the administration disrespects our democratic voice. And they see themselves and their colleagues in Chicago and beyond fighting for similar things, escalating tactics and often winning. But whether and how they escalate is up to their members. The UChicago GSU said, at the moment, we can say that these important conversations are ongoing. The GSU has a labor march planned for May 1st, International Workers' Day, and it's planned by the University of Chicago Labor Council in accordance with GSU, which comprises multiple worker unions at the university. To highlight some student accomplishments, Bern Lichke, a third-year swimmer, won the 200-meter backstroke at the NCAA Division III National Championships, and this was the first individual national title for the Maroons since 2014 and the first men's individual national champion since 1987. In addition to his national championship win, Lichke set a new school record with his time in the event of 144.04. Second-year Jillian Gagnard said that she is looking forward to what he does in the pool as a captain next season. And second year, Nadia Redzas added that they are all excited to see what he can do in his final season next year, but everyone will be incredibly sad when such a great leader graduates. That's all we have for you this week. Thank you very much to the entire Logan Cage staff for the audio recording equipment and the edit suite. Music for the weekly was produced in part by Aaron Sender.